Welcome back to WMUL 88.1, The Cutting Edge. You're now listening to Communication Breakdown. I'm Abigail Cunningham, and today we're breaking down what's going on with local indie folk band Kindred Valley. Hey guys, thank you for coming in today. Hey. <laughs> so just to start off, introduce yourselves first and tell me a little bit about how you know each other and how we got Kindred Valley. My name is Noah Freeman. I'm Blake Lacey. My name is Jaden Hayes. I'm Rachel Hayes. I'm Brett McCoy. Caden Sammons. So in 2020, the winter of 2020, when everything with COVID was going on, me and Brett and Noah, we decided to meet up and just try making some music one night at Brett's apartment and just started writing, started with a worship song and then quickly stopped writing worship music and became just full indie folk and went on from there and we wrote Georgia and Half My Heart in 1921 and then kind of didn't do anything for the spring of 2021. We were all busy with just school and work. And then over the summer, I met Caden and Jaden and Rachel, and we started working on Whistle. I wrote that with Caden out at his farm, and then Jaden started mixing, and Rachel hopped on. And then Brett chimed in and was like, hey, why don't we just add them to the band instead of just going through all of this? And so now we're all a band. <laughs> so that's that was summer 21, and here we are, winter of 23. So looking at this new album, tell me a little bit about the writing process and just putting it all together. So I think a lot of the songs Blake had already written Caden had already written, Rachel had already written, Noah had already written. All four of them had a lot to do with the writing of the songs. And a lot of them really came to life with us just hanging out and having instruments in our hands. A song would start playing and Blake would just start singing and really putting a melody together out of out of nothing. And it, it, it really, like a lot of the songs turned into songs that way. It was really fun to go back to old voice memos and see how the songs came to life really from nothing. And also Rachel had written... Come May, she played it on the ukulele, and we kind of translated that to our style of music. Caden had written Hanging on the Wall on his own time and Where I'm Going, and those were obvious fits for our style of music. And then 1921 and Crossroads are art, so <laughs> <laughs> natural for us as well. But it, it was just, it was really fun to really piece all that together in different bedrooms and your closet. Yeah, <laughs> the closet and putting up blankets on the walls and all that stuff. But, it was really fun to record with everybody. And on the album, you guys have a couple of collaborations with other bands, Luke Sadecki and Cypress. How was that process of working with them? Pretty amazing. Yeah, it was so, so freaking cool. So Cypress, they, Stephen was actually in Nashville. He'd already moved down there and he's been living there for a long time. But he sent me, I, I reached out to him and I was like, hey man, I think it would be really cool. Maybe we should just stick to one cello track for this song. It would make it sound more natural, more stripped like what we're used to. And he was like, I know that you said that I should only send you one cello track, but I sent you five. Just give it a shot. Let me know if you hate it. And I listened to it and I was like, I will never have an opinion about cello again. Like <laughs> that you crushed it, dude. And he, they sang on that song and he played on that song. And that song is what it is because they were a part of it and they absolutely killed that feature. And then Luke, we really, really, really wanted to collab with because three of us, we go to church with him. He's a really great guy. We're all fans of his music. And we thought, what better song to have him on than Give and Take. It's a more stripped and acoustic song. And we uh, were really happy with how it came out. And it was just really fun to record with everybody. You know everybody else on the album yeah and i remember uh at the conception of the band i think that brett had introduced me to cyprus and i remember and i think that they were they were a little bit smaller than they are now mm -hmm. and i remember seeing them you know become bigger and finally taking that big step to nashville as something that you know that that's awesome and you know taking bigger steps is always something we 
are hoping to achieve. I think that it's awesome to see other artists that you consider your contemporaries or friends be able to step into something like that. And then to get to work with them is also something great. And Luke Sadecki is actually from the same hometown as me, uh, Ravenswood, West Virginia. And so it, it was nice to be able to have some familiarity. And he has kind of a personal connection with all of us in one way or another. And so both of these features were very, very personal connections for us. And it meant a lot to be able to have them yeah. and to work with them. I wanted to highlight two of the songs from the album. 1921 and Crossroads are the most stylistically different of them, I would say. And then also Noah singing that instead of Blake. So give me some more insight into those two songs and who wrote them, how you came up with them. So basically, I wrote Crossroads in its entirety. I think it was my senior year of high school. And that was with the help of a... uh, Another person, she was kind of a singer-songwriter, vocal coach that I was going to for a while. Her name is Amanda Bridget. And she kind of helped me fine-tune that song. I'd had the skeleton built out. And I got done watching Oh Brother, Where Art Thou for probably like the thousandth time. And there's a character in there that's meant to be parallel to Robert Johnson. And so that song, it, it just kind of inspired me. And that's been a longtime favorite movie of mine. And I just kind of wanted to write a song that told a maybe lesser-known American folklore tale. And I thought that the concept of, you know, the struggle between fame and your soul and your humanity, I thought that that was a really interesting concept. And then flash forward, probably about a year later is when the uh, pandemic hit. And I was very, very bored. And uh, I had ran a TikTok page for a while, and I would post songs that I had written. And I wanted to write something different from what I had written before, which was mainly just, you know, pop songs with the occasional little added stylistic twist. And uh, 1921, I had just got done reading a book about the uh, Battle of Blair Mountain and West Virginia coal mine strikes. And so I basically wrote the verse and a chorus to that song and just kind of because that was all I needed for the TikTok. And so then I just sat on it for a long while. And then I think that it was the third song that whenever Brett, Blake, and I decided to make a band, I presented the first verse in the chorus and Blake immediately had the second verse and not wanting to be outdone, I uh, then decided that I needed to write a bridge as well. And so uh, that song is, it seemed trivial at the time. I was just writing it just to be writing it. But now it means so much, especially considering the area that we all have grown up in. And yeah, that's kind of how it came about is just boredom. And then you know, just the love for songwriting that we all found with one another. It was the first, I think, project that we all kind of had a hand in making. Yeah, those two are really good. And honestly, I think Come May might be my favorite. And Rachel, you were the one that wrote that one. And it seems really personal to you. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, that is literally so kind and so encouraging. Come May was written for uh, my brother's wedding. And honestly, I was really broke and didn't have anything to give them. And so I was like, well, what is something special I can do for my brother and soon to be sister-in-law? And so come May kind of came about Zach and Hannah, which is my brother and sister-in-law now. He started dating Hannah in May, um, but it was this long process of, are we friends? Are we not? Are we going to date? Are we not? It was this uh, really long season and really painful season for both of them. And so, yeah, Come May came about. It's all about their love story. And most of the song was written. I was literally just in the shower and the the entire song almost (laughs) was written just while I was uh, showering. And so I think that Come May is a very special song to me. But uh, not only that, I think that other people can relate to um, long distance and I'm not knowing if you're gonna 
you know, be a thing, not knowing if you're going to date or if you're going to just continue to stay friends or not be friends at all. And so that, that was how come they came about. And roses and sacrifice was plain And I swore I couldn't miss you more than this You walked into the room, oh, you've got all my attention But what's on your mind, are we just friends? able to come and see you guys perform live a couple of weeks ago and it was amazing by the way first of all 
Just get that out of the way. Thank you. (laughs) And if I'm correct, that was your guys' first show since the album release? Yeah. 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 How was that? How did that feel for you guys? Absolutely insane. It was absolutely insane. I mean, we had talked beforehand, like, we tried to promote it as much as we could. And we were guessing, like, yeah, maybe we'll get 100 people there, 150 max, and 300 energetic and excited people who just love us enough to come hear us play came and it was just so encouraging that I feel like that was a the first time like as a band that we were just able to play cohesively and just get it was like our first show on our own really because other times we had played little things here and there with other bands but that was our first show like by ourselves and I mean it was just great to be up on stage playing with all these incredibly talented people that are in the studio here with me. Yeah, I've, that's really that's really all I have. I think it was the first time as a band that I felt like we had really kind of stepped into something. Like the, it felt like something shifted in that yeah. moment. It felt yeah. real yeah. Yeah. in that moment. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way. Yeah. To describe. And I mean, just like how involved people were in it. Oh, um, there was a girl and her dad who had found out about us on Facebook, and they live in Chillicothe. So shout out Vanessa. Um, <laughs> and they drove all the way down just to come see us play at this little wedding venue in Milton. And they were up in the front row and I could see her singing along to every single yeah. song, like all the words. And it was insane. It was like, that's crazy. The people we don't even know, like love uh-huh. this and support this. And I want to bounce off that a little bit. Just like hearing people, the words sung back to you oh on stage. That like gave me chills while I was playing it. It's wild. It's it was just, especially whenever you have some of these songs that you know we had sat on for so long. Mm-hmm. And I won't speak for everybody, but I know you know I didn't. I beyond my wildest dreams, I could have never imagined. Uh, whenever I was in, you know, living at home back with my parents in high school, that Crossroads would have been a song that people were going to sing back to me. <laughs> it was something insane. And then to get to play it with people who are just so skilled at what they do, it was a dream come true. If that was all we ever did, that mm-hmm. would have been worth it, I think. For sure. It was a crazy feeling. I realized I yeah. was sobbing the and whole time. We, we were incredibly blessed, too, like just to have all the people that came in clutch for us with like sound. Oh, like, gosh, Baker. Shout out to Baker Knapp, absolute legend. <laughs> that guy is an amazing with sound. Um, and uh, also Nick Sansom came in clutch with that, that Wi-Fi router so that we could <laughs> – Get that soundboard going. Noah, your dad with the lights. My Yes, yes. And my father-in-law. It was a collaborative effort on there. Yeah, just like so many things had to come together for that to happen. And it just is a testament to we just have so many people that that love us and want to, you know, support us. And, you know, we're very thankful for that. Yeah. So something at the live show that I and some of the people around me in the crowd were noticing was the kind of game of musical chairs in between each song. So, how many instruments do each of you play, and how do you divvy up who gets what for which song? So, if I can, uh, while everybody's figuring out how many of the instruments they play, uh, because I, it's different every time I feel like I get asked this question. The the game of musical chairs, I remember Blake, Brett, and I were watching an NPR Tiny Desk, and the Lumineers, it was the Lumineers one, and one thing that I thought was super cool was that they were not afraid to just swap instruments. And I think... That was something that kind of like, you know, before we might have been worried about like, okay, you have to learn this part for this instrument. Instead, we kind of decided to make it part of the show. And it makes it a lot easier because 
even though I primarily play the banjo, I, I, I might write a hook on a guitar. And so since we're all capable um, of playing multiple instruments, you know, if I birthday song out of a, a acoustic guitar hook, I'll, I'll play acoustic guitar for that song. Or if it's something on piano, um, I'll play that. And then also the ability for all of us to be able to play allows us to all be team players and role players. I think that that's something awesome that we do is just the ability to be able to step forward for a certain song and then also know when it's time to take just a backseat in a way of speaking. I think that that's something that's really awesome. And we're at, I think most people would try to shy away from that, but I'm really proud actually of the way that we're able to do that. I want to also say that we're like each other's fans too. For sure. Like we know as, 1921 crossroads and that little interlude that we played afterwards was like one of my favorite parts of the show. And that was, that was Noah Freeman spotlight right there. That was the Noah Freeman special 10,000. Like he went so hard. Yeah. He went so hard on that. That's like the only way to describe it, but man, yeah. Just like leaning into that. I think we're each other's fans and that we support. Like if Noah writes a song primarily on guitar, then he'll play it in the show. Right. We'll give him that ability or Jaden playing the electric or the lead guitar. I, I think I know I play four instruments for the band and I think everybody else who plays instruments, that's about around the same number, correct? Like we all just kind of swap between bass, guitar, piano, Caden uh, and I swap banjo back and forth. Yeah. Brett swaps between drums and bass and acoustic and keys, I think. And then we kind of just like adapt because like, Noah, you literally learned the banjo to be a yeah, part of the yeah. band. And then like I, I with your Home Depot. Yes, yeah, I bought the banjo on uh, Home Depot credit. <laughs> the job offered a, a sort of payment plan that you could do, and it would just subtract from your check. Oh, and I dude. kept thinking of something. Uh, I was like, how do we take this from just two guys playing acoustic guitar and one guy singing to a folk band, a proper folk band? And so I was scrolling through the Home Depot page, and I saw they had an instrument section. So I uh, just saw a banjo, and I decided to get it. And uh Shout out to Home Depot for that one. <laughs> I don't work there anymore, but uh, I really appreciate the banjo. And for bass, too. I didn't even know how to play bass before I was in yeah. the band. Like, I think the first time I played bass was at... Was um, it the New Heights show? The New Heights show. Yeah. Yeah. It was my very first time ever playing bass. Somebody and in the band pulled you aside and they were like, hey, here's how you play bass for this song. Yeah, and then five minutes real. later, you were on stage playing yeah. bass. But I'll tell you, my favorite part was the 1921 crossroads interlude when i was playing bass man that was just so fun just to be a be a part of that yeah and then for me and rachel i know <laughs> i can't play any instruments uh i was gonna do the tambourine one time and i just <laughs> i couldn't take the pressure so right now i'm sticking to just vocals and mm-hmm. trying to work on acoustic guitar typically the boys will put me on the tambo or <laughs> i i can play a little bit of piano and guitar but i'm terrible so we just let we just let them do it <laughs> I think the 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 most important part of all of us playing all these instruments is just how much we trust each other, mm-hmm. right? Like, I wouldn't trust a stranger to come up and play an instrument for the first time for a concert, but like these people, like absolutely in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's sweet. Love you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, sticking with the instrument side of things, I did want to highlight the guitar harmonica combo at the concert and how impressed I was with that. How difficult was that to accomplish and get into the confidence of knowing you could do that on stage? Because it looks incredibly difficult. So it was funny. Someone asked me the other day what 
or it was a couple of days before leading up to the concert and they asked what the most fun song for me to play was and they were thinking that it was going to be hope because it is it's a super fun song and that that's the song where i i typically play banjo and harmonica um we originally had that combo and a lot more songs but it's it, it is it's very difficult at least for me it's a, it's very taxing I, I have to use all my brain power for that so <laughs> it, it's a lot of fun and i think that it's a you know it's another novelty thing that we like to bust out every now and then. And to be able to play it, it's kind of just, I, I focus on one, like I play both of them primarily in autopilot out for a while, but then whenever one needs to kick in more than the other, I tend to focus. Like if it's our harmonica solo, I will focus mostly on harmonica. And if you pay close attention to my fingers, I'll kind of slow down a little bit on that. It's a little bit of a cheating method, but I'm trying to improve a little bit on it. <laughs> I was walking at a crossroads When the devil came my way He said I just came in from Georgia How'd you like to make a deal today? I say slow road. What can you do for me? Some other stories I've been told You got a bad history He said time forget and tell me what you want Cause in an instant it will appear There's only one condition He said you'll never go Holy, sunny, I sure you understand. Cause once I'm gone, you're done. You only get one chance. There's no refunds, no returns. You can pay me in advance. Oh, just trust me, son, I have got a plan He said you'll never go fame and fortune can find you today And all I need is your soul, is a pen, is the paper He turned 
Pick one thing. That's rough. I think I think I have one. Yeah, I'll give you a second to think. So I, I think a big goal of ours is to always include people that we know and love. And that has been that was a part of the reason why, you know, we ended up adding Rachel, Jaden, and Caden. Um, is because these were people that we loved and we wanted to work with them. And then even beyond that scope, you know, from the conception of the band, I, I think we always wanted to have a uh, have make and create music that was deeply connected in the communities that we're a part of. And part of that means working with the people that you know and love. And so we try our best at every step to include people that are great at what they do because I think that there's a lot of untapped talent in pretty much every regard in this area. And so beyond just the joy of creating music with great people and writing songs, I think the ability to connect with our community and to be able to tell stories and write songs that share that experience is a big goal, at least for me personally. Kind of bouncing off of that, I think that one thing for me that's worth it and I don't know, I just, I love writing music and hearing it come back whenever Jaden makes it and it's finally done. And then to hear someone tell you, hey, I relate to this. This is, this is my experience. Like this is how this song specifically affects me the song helped me like during the season of life or this is how i relate to that and to hear that someone say that that means a lot to me and just to hear other people give just comments and good word about our, our music is just like really encouraging and uplifting yeah and then seeing how much people enjoy our music right like it's one thing we all obviously just love playing music together like that is a given but to see other people who just love listening to us and like love dancing to our music, singing along, all that stuff is kind of like an undescribable feeling. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just absolutely incredible. It's just a beautiful experience, honestly. I had to think about this one. I'm still not totally sure of my answer, but I think 
one thing that's always just magic for me that I think, because we haven't played a ton of live shows yet, so maybe it's because we've done this one a lot more. Um, it's just the magic that happens when, like, I'll come to Jaden or Noah or Caden with some verses and some, some lyrics for a song, and then they whip something out on the guitar or the banjo, and it's just like, this is exactly what I wanted, or vice versa. They come to the group with something on an instrument, and they're like, let's put some words to it. And then the first time seeing that together, and then being able to hear everyone else add stuff in, like Rachel just throw a harmony in here or there, and it's like, holy cow, this is amazing right now, and it sounds incredible. It's just the way that we can all add to songs in our own ways that make them so much more than whatever like we individually thought they would be. I think it's insane. Like Those moments are magical. Like When Caden came with, I think it was hanging on the wall, right? And we were all in Jaden's bedroom a long time ago, and... We just started singing Hanging on the Wall, and it was just absolute magic. Like, the harmonies were there, and we were just coming up with it on the moment, and it was just absolutely incredible. And then the ooze that the were ooze. added. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we were at the... Uh, oh, the at, Blake's... Yeah. What do you call Blake's that? Godmother. Yeah. What? The, your, your Godmother's Mansion? Oh, yeah, we were yeah, taking yeah, the pictures yeah. that one time? Yes. Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's also nice to see each other uh, like brett said earlier we are all big fans and so for the first time ever i've started writing music not for me to sing like i you know i write things specifically because i know rachel will sound great on it or caden is coming up with something great and i i feel like i just have one line and i'm that's i'm fine with just having that one line in there and you know blake i'll just come to him and be like hey i really think this hook is really great let's just see what happens if you sing along to it i think that that is something you know it's a, really magical for us is just getting to see how we improve each other and how we want each other to be better. And Jaden is a different beast altogether. I mean, he's just, you take something that you think is good and then he listens to it, puts on some headphones. It doesn't does, take him off. Yeah. It, it doesn't take him off for like a month and he does something magical to it. Like he can just hear these spots that need to be, there's something that needs to push a little more. So he'll call us back in and say, Hey, what if we tried this? Or he'll just find a way to make it happen from the clips that you've already uh, recorded. I mean, the dude is a genius. And so to be able to, you know, I find myself now writing music and trying to think like that, like, okay, what would, what would Jaden do? <laughs> and, and, and like, whenever I write songs, I think, okay, if I was going to write this song for Rachel, how would she feel about this hook? Does it need to change this way? Blake, I think would like this because of this set tune. It, it's, you start thinking about yourself, not as an individual, but as a group as a whole. And that's something that's kind of weird. It's not something that I think you get to experience outside of something like this. And I want to brag on Jaden again. Everything you hear in the album, every bit of mixing and production, every single bit of that was done was done in house by Jaden Hayes, and he's absolutely incredible. And he makes the music sound how it does. In house, in apartment, yeah. in church, <laughs> in bedroom, <laughs> wherever. Y'all are great. Thank you. That's I really think. Sweet. I think. Not only do our songs mean something, but we also just have like such a good time together. And so easy to. Yes. Yeah. And I think whenever we're able to actually meet in a week, you know, it's just like I look forward to spending time with all of you all. And also, I think whenever it really started to click for me was when the album was completely finished. And Jaden has been, has heard the album more times than anyone will in their whole life and then me second because I live with him so I think that it's just it was so rewarding and beautiful to see just the process from 
starting something from the ground up and knowing that we can make something so beautiful and it just it means so much to us and it and it was a really cool feeling to see it all finished to see it all published and to know like oh my goodness we actually did this and we can do it again and i really love how we're all as of now self sufficient so you know we do our own marketing we do our own advertising and publishing and recording and writing our own songs it's just been rewarding and validating and like overwhelmingly just joyful that's more than one thing but i'm just really thankful for the guys and yeah I, I, we we love what what we do well i just love i love recording i love producing i love mixing and that's really how i got in touch with blake and noah and brett reached out to them and was like, hey, I would love to work on stuff with you all. Here's some stuff that I worked on. That was so long ago and stuff has come so far since then. But even more than that, it's like effortlessly putting a song together just out of nothing because not that it's like, oh, that's so easy for us to do, but it just, I don't know. It's like, do you all have words for like... It's easy whenever it's something that like you're excited to make. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I've worked on projects before and it's like... You're just like trying to force yourself yeah, to come up with something. Kind of phoning yeah. it in a little bit. And I yeah. don't think... I think that that's something that's awesome too is I, I don't think it feels forced. Yeah. Our, the creative process is, is not forced at all. It's like... It's just whatever flows out and it's always been something that I've loved to listen to and that I'll come back and listen to on my phone like a voice memo or something. And it's just incredible to work with such talented people that make anything that you all do together sound good. I love you, Jaden. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Well, you're all very clearly talented people with a lot of care for one another, and I, for one, can't wait to see what you guys do moving forward. So what's on the books for next? What are you guys up to looking towards the future? I think we're really just trying to book as many shows and as many venues as they'll have us because, you know, I think we're firm believers that exposure and will we'll, get us wherever we're meant to go. And so we are really trying to work uh, with some awesome venues around the area. And obviously there's bucket list places. So really the the goal now is just trying to play live as much as possible, because I think that's the area in probably where, which we're least experienced. And so I think the next big step is enhancing the live experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And also some live recordings and maybe some songs here in the spring and the summer. So just be on the lookout for those. And finally, since this is a college radio station, I wanted to ask all of you recent college grads or currently still in college, what advice would you give to any of our college listeners out there? <laughs> it, it's all worth it. It's all formative. Just like stick it out. You meet so many people that way. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yes. No, it's not. No, it's not. I would not be the person I was today if I had not put yeah. myself through college. Well, so. I, I think... I think a, an important thing to acknowledge is that um, the band wouldn't have been yeah, formed without true. attending this university. Yeah, we, so, like, so, so many think, connections. Yeah. yeah, I think the best advice that I could give for someone, as someone who went to college and then um, is not in is not in college any, um, anymore, <laughs> um, I think the best advice that I can give is reach out to people, and if you have something that you enjoy doing, you know, a community like this is a great place to connect with those people. Like I said, the band wouldn't have been formed without the connections that we've made here. And so I, I think that's I think that's my advice is get involved with something. And then that just always, you know, that turns into something more. 
And so if you love doing something, find a way. And if there's not one already, make it. Yeah. yeah. We've got, I'll what, 13,000 people yeah, I was at this s- university? Like, somebody out there will agree to do something with you. Yeah. So. I was going to say that, too, is, like, their Marshall University is great about having specific niches for, like, anything, right? So find your niche. Go find something that you like doing. I think uh, I'm so thankful for education. But I, I also, I think I would say to any upcoming college students is to just not settle. I think I was majoring in like, I was double majoring and I was like, why do I need to do this? And so I switched my major and I decided I actually didn't want to do real estate. And it's just, I, I think that it's important to not settle so that you won't regret things in your life. And it's okay to like, to dream and you should dream. And I think that even though that can sound really cliche, I think it's important to just take take risks and to not settle. And if you don't like your major, change it and continue to just be the best at what, whatever you're doing. Anybody else? <laughs> Go hurt. <laughs> Go hurt, baby. Watch for deer. Watch for deer on the way home. All right, that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for coming in and taking the time. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having us so here. And that was Communication Breakdown with Abigail Cunningham. Thank you so much to Kindred Valley for taking the time, and thank you for listening. Here's one more from Kindred Valley to send us off. Have a great night. Your mother cries when you talk. You have a robin tattoo. Black on the wings, orange on the belly Don't know what you're gonna do There's an actor that's graced your lips This town's as dry as it gets Wear a gold ring of security It's a weight that you can't see I'm torn between the road and home I'm torn by the urge to roam Either I leave or I stay I need help either way
Falling from the roof, knocking on your door 